Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was so highly spread and highly spoken about and it was just like my absolute worst nightmare. It's just like your world's caving in and you can't escape it in the virtual world, but I couldn't escape it in reality either because everyone knew who I was. It was like insane. Hello. 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 Good Monday. Good Monday morning. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. Good Monday to you. Good Monday. Good Monday to you. Um, Em has just been witness to my awkward. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. In my whole entire life. <laughs> Do you know what? It was actually <laughs> fucking mortifying. So I don't know if we didn't have that on record on camera. We are in a room with a lot of cameras. Lot of cameras. We are doing. You might have seen it on Instagram last week because we have shared nothing else apart from this. We've been pre-recording yeah. a lot of podcast stuff because I am imminently birthing a baby and so we've been doing a lot of podcast guest interviews and we interviewed an amazing guy today we had a really lovely time and as he went to leave what did you do Alex Light? So he went to hug M, but I thought he was hugging me it was ambiguous I think he was hugging both of us do you? I think he had two arms like he's quite a tall guy so I think it was like one under each wing that was the plan okay I think that's what he envisioned that's envisaged. what he envi- okay and, well, I, I, the way I interpreted it is I thought it was my hug. I intercepted M's hug. So I went the wrong way with my head, realised what I was doing, put my head the other way. However, he'd realised what was happening and he'd put his head that way. And basically, we almost <laughs> snogged, right? And I was so close to his face that I was literally fucking cross-eyed. <laughs> And it was so embarrassing. And as it happened, you were acknowledging it. You were like, oh, sorry. I said, oh, we nearly kissed. And that was just like, fucking awful. Oh, we nearly kissed. It was awful. It was awful. And then you went all red and sweaty and it was adorable. I loved it. But my awkwardness today as well. Go on. I'm just going to make you feel better. I'm just going to level it from the off. Hit me. I had to put a little tube up my butt. Oh my god! Oh, it's been okay. It's, I had to do it. It's been a, five minutes since we talked about your bum hole, so go on. We're back again. Um, I had to take a rectal swab today, oh. and you know what, Alex is my Alex, such an asshole. Pardon the pun, um, but the you have to label it right. And yeah. I was getting very confused by the thing because right. I had to I had to take a vaginal swab and a rectal swab. Yeah, I hate a lot of I hate how much I share. I hate how much I share. It's intimate. It, I, it's just, intimate. I just, I hate that I'm telling you this. Anywho, I, I am. I love it. And um, I said, what do you label them? 
like, what's the medical term? I said, what do I have to put on this thing? And I was looking at him dead in the eyes. I like, take this seriously. I'm late for work. I've got to shove a tube up my ass. Like, I'm, no, I'm in no mood for laughing around. And he was like, vaginal. So I was like, okay, vaginal. And then the next one he put anus, which is how he says anus, because he just thinks it's funny. So I wrote anus. And he was like, why did you write anus? And I was like, because you said anus. And he was like, you should have written rectal. I was like, for fuck's sake. You definitely should have written rectal. Well, I wrote anus. So now the people doing the test. It says anus on it. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know that it's most definitely was, rectal, not anus. You know anus. when you're so stressed and really like, no, I was not finding the humour in it. Like, it's like I don't want to put a swab up my bum hole. <laughs> Just anus as well. I, know, I don't know. Like, it's and like, I said that I, as I said that I was like, I've never written the word anus down before. And then Alex was like, <laughs> Why have you written the word anus? I was like, You told me to write the word anus. Did you she, write it properly? <laughs> A N U S, yes. Anus. Oh no. Yep. It's spelt with an O. No, it's not. It is. It's A N O U S. No, I'm just kidding you. I'm just winding you up. Sorry. Oh, your poor face out. Sorry, sorry. Your poor anus. face. I'm so annoyed. Oh, anus. Um, yeah, so more to And you know, the worst thing is, like, Alex has put this kid in me, right? Like, I did not, this is not an immaculate conception. Yeah, like, it's inseminated me with her. And I couldn't be happier. And he's given me the greatest gift of of life, right? But there's some stuff I'm like, it does feel unfair that this is all landed on me. Hugely unfair. Hugely unfair. And so this morning I was like, you know what, if I've got to do this, you have to just do it with me. Just be part Mm. of this with me, you know, be here for me. For the vaginal one, he's like, yeah, yeah, fine. And I did that. And then and then the rector's one and he read it out so quickly. And then just slammed the bathroom door. And I was like, what? Bye. And that was that. And then he just and then he just left me. And I was like, oh, okay. So you didn't do it? Well, I did do it, but I I I he read the instructions so quickly. I had to do it myself. I didn't get him to do it oh, for me. Oh, I thought, me. I thought no, that's I what you were No, I just wanted the moral expecting. support. I just wanted him in the room. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to make yeah. eye contact with him as I put it up my bum. <laughs> Swilled it around. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't think I did it for long enough, but, t- but t- seconds go very Find slowly out. when you've got something up your bum. That's what I learned today. <laughs> so, uh, You're so welcome. So that was nice. Guys. That was good. Yeah, that's my awkward. You take nothing else from this podcast, let it be that. <laughs> Um, Time goes slowly when you've really got something up your ass. Um, my bad. I uh, drove into my driveway oh and God. it wasn't my driveway. I just drove into the wrong... It was on one next door. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a Yeah, I know. I know. And she, and she was in the living room. Yeah. 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 yeah and I was like, I'm this so sorry. This is not this, my house. This is not the right driveway. And, and I was just you, like... Oh, and you had to reverse out. Of course I did. And you don't like I was just going to park up. So I had no, to I'm, fucking reverse which out. Which I imagine was very stressful for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Funny. And, and then... Okay. Uh... I was looking behind me, obviously, as I was reversing. That's what you have to do. You have to look behind you, check nothing's there. But you're kind of on like this main place. I don't even know what it is, like a I main think you should road. Be a driving instructor. Do you think? I think so too. There was nothing behind me. I was reversing. I was creeping out. It was late, so the lights were on. The people this creep. poor woman's living room was like lit up with my car. Reversing out, and then suddenly I banged into something. Oh no! And all of a sudden, my siren going, my, you know, the the sensors going, and I was like. oh what have I done? I get out of the car. And there's no cat, no dog, which was my initial fear. But a human man. No. The only thing that was there was a man walk, like walking away from it. So I think I hit a man. <laughs> I was joking when no, I said that. I think I hit a man. I mean, he was entirely unscathed. I watched him for like 20 seconds just to make sure he was walking <laughs> okay. And he was. And I was like, you should have at least stayed to be like, I don't know. Like, you can't just run away. 
<laughs> I've just hit you. <laughs> yeah. Sarah did that when she got hit by a car. She yeah. ran away. Maybe it's a thing. I hit you, run. It doesn't make sense. I but he did. He just look at it. I was like. <laughs> I don't know if I should be telling this story, oh but you go. I hit you, it run. Was a, it was a, that's a whole new meaning. Awful but five it was, minutes. It was a hit and walk. He just hit, hit, yeah. and, stro- hit, hit and stroll. <laughs> Literally, a bump and a stroll. It's a different thing. So I was like, I've hit. I hit something. I know. I felt the hit, and I and I heard my senses. I hit something. <laughs> It was a man. It was just this man walking away. I was like, oh my God. Terrible five minutes. Did not enjoy that. This is just why I don't like driving, right? Yeah. I had to like... Uh, this is why no one likes you driving. into the wrong drive. And this poor old woman was like, Are you, like uh, what's wrong? Why am I being arrested? Like, she doesn't drive. She's not a car. I can't believe you hit him. Um, oh my God, and so then I hit, good. I hit, hit a man. Oh, sorry. And then I hit a man. Um, my bad. bad. Oh, well... My bad is my good. Um, my bad, my bad stem from my good. Sense. My good okay. is that after, I mean, panic. I still haven't mm. packed my hospital back. We are, like, I am, I am now behind on NHS guidelines as to like the weeks that they tell you to pack your hospital bag in and like Several get everything weeks. ready. I'm not, I, I'm not thriving with it, but um, <laughs> that's okay. I, I'll get there. I've made a spreadsheet. I've made another fucking spreadsheet. Of you have. I know. I made another. I, You're something, on a roll. I know something's happening. Anyway, made another spreadsheet. So. What I think, I think subliminally, subliminally, what I think is subconsciously (laughs) happening is that I've made this list so that if I go into labour early, I can give the list to Alex and be like, hey, can you pack this bag and meet me (laughs) at the hospital? Um, so it's smart yeah, anyway nice. um, but I'm getting stuff ready yeah. lastminute.com this is how I thrive yep and um, we, we, we're getting the nurse like a nursery like her room done yeah. and today we we're getting it wallpapered so this oh. morning we were getting it wallpapered and it looked so cute that's my good okay. my bad your bad the lovely guy who yep. I love who came mm-hmm. to put the wallpaper nicest guy ever I've known him before because he's done some stuff around the house before nicest yeah. guy ever um, this morning he did a really big poo in the bathroom and I don't think he knew I was upstairs and I had that really awkward thing where you're upstairs and you don't you haven't made your presence known I don't know if you've ever had it when someone's come into your house like somebody has come in like I don't know a a business person or a builder or something has come into the house and you're upstairs and you should have come down originally and said hi but you didn't so now you're like hiding and then it's like, at some point, I'm going to have to come down. Did you escape from the window? Well, I was in <laughs> um, this late stage of pregnancy. I was upstairs, I was doing my makeup. I was like, oh, I'll start playing some music to let them know to my presence. But they couldn't hear me because they were playing their own music. And then one of them did a poo. And then they kept making all these jokes about the poo. And I was like, I'm right next to you. I can hear you. Yeah. And they was like, oh, it's just in a big poo. Like, oh, it's really funny pooing in other people's houses. And they were all making jokes about the poo. And I was like, oh, I've got to come. I'm going to be late. So I had to come downstairs past the poo and the pooers. And it smelled so bad. <laughs> my my sense of smell and oh. the whole house just oh, it was just so mad. That is so rank. I know. That is so gross. I, I mean, know. you've got to go when you've got to go, but also, oh. My mum has a Christmas tree guy, right? Oh. Who she's known for years. And he always brings the Christmas tree. It's like he's like a local guy and he delivers yeah. the Christmas tree. And he's done it for like 20 years. And without fail, yeah. every year, yeah. he comes into the house, gives us the Christmas tree, and has a shit. <laughs> and I think it's like. <laughs> It's a ritual. It's like a tradition. We just know. We just know he's going to have a poo. <laughs> I know. So, here's a tree. Where's your yeah. Here's a tree. Um, here's, yeah, here's a tree and stick. Lol. Um, Enjoy that. Yeah. Very much. So, um, okay. yeah, that's my bad. My house just smells of a stranger's poo. I just Gorgeous. feel like it's really... And I'm sick so often. I'm like, don't deface my loose like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. 
my my good my good to do with your husband what has he done what has he done what has he done <laughs> so we went to your we went we went to your baby shower last week oh yes we did yeah and I sat next to Alex great love him yeah. we had a great chat and we were talking about everyone was talking about how old they were and Alex and talking about a lot of people around the table were turning 30 this year and then Alex turned to me and said are you turning 30 this year <laughs> No, no. And it just made me so happy because I was like... He's never listened to anything I've said. And I don't don't want to be like... I know, you know, age positivity and age confidence and stuff, but it just made me feel cool. Like, I'm turning 35 this year, you know? Yeah. And it just made me feel really cool to think that he thought I was in my 20s still. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. I enjoyed it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it would... Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. There are plenty of uncool people in their 20s, but... I don't necessarily I want to be in my 20s again, but I don't mind appearing like illusion. I am. Yeah. I understand. Exactly. So thank you. Thank you, Alexandra. I mean, I just, for Enjoyed what it's that. worth, he can't tell the difference between centimetres and inches. And you it's... didn't You didn't have to. <laughs> there was there was no qualification needed. Thanks. Okay. Thanks a lot. Well, um... you're 29 and <laughs> I've put a stick up my bum. And now we have yes. an amazing interview. We spoke to Georgia Harrison today, who recently took her ex-boyfriend Stephen Bear to court over revenge porn charges and before Christmas he was found guilty. We spoke to her about revenge porn, about what it's like being a victim of a crime like this, about um, being a woman online and how the reaction has been to everything that she's been through, what the court case was like. It was an amazing conversation and we're really grateful to her for coming to talk to us. For anybody who is experiencing domestic violence or who would like advice and support, we are leaving the link to Refuge in the show notes and I'm going to read out the Domestic Abuse Helpline now. That is 0808 2000 247. Hi, Georgia. Hi. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for coming in. How are you? I'm good. How are you, yeah. girls? Yeah, I'm Thriving. good. I'm good. I had to, my car was like iced over for like half an hour this morning, so that wasn't fun. <laughs> but apart from that, I'm all good. You can get a spray for that. Can you? Yeah, it's like a de-icing yeah. spray. So like yeah. you don't need warm water or anything, you just spray it and then you still get the credit card out, but it goes. Ah, uh, nice. okay, I needed that. Yeah. I had like pans of hot water, like going out to throw at the car. And at some point, I actually threw the pan at the car by accident so anyway I'm derailing this so sorry you have to go through that <laughs> I just thought actually sorry um, the car is. <laughs> we will we will get into the serious stuff in a minute but I just thought Love Island's started again hasn't it, it I think it started again last night do you watch it because like, obviously I love it but I actually missed last night I'll be honest because okay. like, I've just started Game of Thrones weird really missed the boat oh, okay. but I, you know when you're getting fraud in watching the next episode but I'm going to catch yeah. up on Love Island today okay nice. do you did still you, enjoy it yeah I do do you did you guys watch it no, but I'm doing I'm doing Yellowstone like you're doing Game of Thrones. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm busy. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't take my time away. Flat out. Yeah, because obviously that's when did you when were you on Love Island? Was... So I was on. I'm 28 now. I was 21 okay. when I went on Love Island. Oh so my god. god! Seven years ago. How scary is that? And I was on like I think I was on the third one. No, I was on the third series. Oh so my yeah, we're, god. we're coming up to like a decade me. of Love Island. Oh my god, you're like a veteran. Yeah, I, am. Veteran. I really am. Yeah. Oh wow. my gosh. Does that just seem like worlds away now? Like. It doesn't, it doesn't. It seems like yesterday and then it also, like, when you think of what happened from, what what's happened in my life from now to then, then it seems like 
world's right. away. Yeah. yeah, I bet. Shit, seven years. Yeah. Oh, I've um, gone myself into a real spin there. I'm like, oh my God. I know. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> um, well, speaking of, of, you know, what's happened in your life since then, you've had a really traumatic couple of years and we were very delighted to hear the verdict recently your ex-partner Stephen Bear was found guilty of sharing revenge porn against you um as much as you are willing to share are you able to tell us what happened yeah so I mean I've told the story a few times so I have got quite used to telling it but Basically, I hadn't seen him for a while and it was like, I think I'd been on a night out with a friend who also knew him and we just ended up like sending some messages. Me and my friend were going to go over to his after we'd been to a party, didn't end up going and then woke up the next morning, but the uh, conversation carried on with Bam. So he basically said, oh, do you want to come over and have a cup of tea or whatever? And if I'm being honest, during that time, I'd sort of like... Not had my heart broken, but I'd crossed the line with a friend and they'd sort of, you know, you know you end up sleeping with a friend. Doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does when you've been friends for a while. And to me, it wasn't a big deal. And then it just completely, like, ruined our friendship. Like, I never ended up speaking to him anymore. And I was just feeling, like, really lonely and a bit, like, worthless at the time. I know it sounds silly, but... Not that it makes an excuse for it, but that's sort of where my head was at when I just thought, Bear was saying, do you want to come over for a cup of tea? I was hungover. I was feeling a bit down about this situation that had been going on for about a month. And I just thought, what's the worst that can happen? Going over, seeing an ex and just sort of having a cup of tea. We now know what the worst is that can happen. And that was basically what it's transpired to be. But... One thing led to another. We ended up going for lunch and then we did end up engaging in a sexual act in the garden, which without me knowing was filmed on cameras that he had in the garden that basically they covered the whole outside of the garden and also the inside of the kitchen. And I just think I've never known anyone to have cameras in their garden and their kitchen. It's weird. And even if you were to have that, maybe you are worried about security, you've had some sort of an issue. Mm. I know for a fact, if I'm having sex in front of something that's my recording device, maybe one minute, two minutes, it's possible that you would be like, oh, you know, it's just sit my mind, babe, like quickly better go inside, there's a camera there. But 20 minutes, Mm. you're fully aware that you've got them cameras there and you're fully aware that it's being recorded. And I wasn't told throughout the whole experience that it was until after... And during that stage, I was just sort of like manipulated into thinking I could trust him and that he had respect for me, which looking back now was just completely foolish. And I just felt like I was getting gaslighted, obviously. At what point did he tell you that it was recorded? So it was about an hour after, something right. like that. And we were still both like really drunk as well. And he yeah. was just like, oh, babe, like, I've just realised uh, a bit of it might have been caught on CCTV. And I'm like what do you mean? Do you know what I mean, Bear? I'm like, if it's been caught on CCTV, I need to see it. Because now, like, a million things are rushing through my head. Like, is the footage clear? What does it look like? Where was the camera? How close was it to me? Is there sound on it? Like, I just don't know. And um, he ended up showing me it. Obviously, we didn't watch the whole thing through, but he sort of showed me, like, what it was like. And at this point, I'm still just being a bit, like, light-hearted. Like, I've known this man for a long time. I've spent a lot of time with him, done a lot for him, and I just didn't think, even though it was wrong, it was done in, like, a malicious way. I don't know. And um, it wasn't until later that evening that I saw him send it to someone on his phone 
that I actually had like I realized the severity of the situation and that's when like I started crying and I sort of explained to him like if you were to distribute this even to one person I will go to the police and I will get you done for what's called revenge porn and we had like a complete stark conversation about what revenge porn is that you can go to prison I was crying his demeanor then changed to sort of like he probably hadn't seen me like that and he just sort of come down and started like reassuring me that I was being silly and he understood the consequences and he would never do that to me and you know I didn't think he would do it to me because it's such an evil thing to do, but I didn't think he would do it to himself. I knew for a fact that that would be, like, career-crushing, life-changing, and at the time, he, even though he was seen, you know, in the public as a bit of a dickhead, I don't know what other word to use, he wasn't, you know, he still had a career in television and I didn't think he would do that to me or himself. But you saw him... Like that night, like physically send it yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. And then after that, he told you you were being silly and he wouldn't send it to anyone. No, so I saw him send it. Like, you know, like on WhatsApp, you can sort of see the pic, you can see like a picture of a video yeah, that's yeah, sent. Yeah. So I knew it was that. And he just sort of said like it was, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was like a friend or someone he was really close with. And he was like, oh, babe, don't be silly. I only sent it to someone so they would never send it to anyone. Like, I trust them. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, you need to delete it and not send it to anyone. Yeah. Like, this is a really big deal. And um, he just sort of acted like the person that he had sent it to was someone he never thought would send it to anyone else and that he wouldn't do that to me. And then he sort of explained to me, like, he wouldn't do it to himself. He understands he could go to prison. He understands the consequences. And I just sort of believed him. Of course you did, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you trust him. Yeah. You know him, like... yeah. Yeah, of course. And also, you did. like you say, the stakes were high for him as well. The stakes were high for him, yeah. and, and he'd said he'd delete it, but I knew full well he still would have had it on the CCTV drive. But yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I can't believe he so brazenly sent it to someone in front of you. Yeah. And that he even sent it at all. Like, why was he, you know, like, what? Yeah. If a friend sent me a video of them, I'd be like, what are you doing? If you sent me a video of you having, I'd be like, yeah. Alex, are you okay? What has happened? It's just yeah, weird. It's, it's, it's so, weird. so weird. It's weird. And and I've always said, like, ever since... I've been on telly since I was 19 now, and I've always been really paranoid about doing any sort of, like, explicit filming yeah. with a partner. Like, I've had partners that yeah. I do trust, and I'm all for, like, having sexual fun in the bedroom and stuff, whatever. And I don't judge people that do. But, like, I've seen a lot of celebrities get hacked by the cloud. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I've seen some, like, poor innocent girls have, like even pictures they've took on their own just to, like, check out their private parts come out just mm. from them getting hacked. So I've always been really careful with what I do take. So to have that, like, choice taken away from me and be filmed without even asking on my permission was just, like, out of this world because it's something I've never felt comfortable doing anyway with a partner, let alone him. So what happened after you left that day? What happened between then and everything else, between the... It, getting out there between you deciding to go to the police so I immediately got home and obviously I was like talking to my girls about it like explaining what happened and at this point I'd still had like a really good day and night I know it sounds silly but even though that had happened I didn't have like the fear in me yeah but I messaged him that morning and said please don't send that video to anyone and he didn't answer me all day so that's when I started like talking to my mum and the girls saying like you know I'm a bit worried like what do I do but then that night, he ended up answering my message and saying, like, don't be silly. And I met up with him that night. And I think I stayed at his that night and we was fine. 
But to be honest, like in terms of him, it's never someone that I saw having a serious relationship with. Like the only reason I really was round there at the time was just because I wasn't feeling good in myself and I was trying to find someone that would make me feel good. It wasn't because I thought something would progress. And we basically stayed friends over the next couple of months. I went to his launch for his sunbed shop, still said hello when I saw him. Like it was just as it always had been. Not a relationship, but we definitely didn't have a fallout. And then I started hearing that he'd been showing people and I'd made it so clear to him the implications it would have on me if he'd done that. And I was basically, I was at a party and my friend's boyfriend was like, look, I need to talk to you and took me in the other room and he was like, I don't know how to say this, but like basically a boy I know has told me that he showed him a video of you in this sexual act and I was just like... You know, and he's like, but obviously it's not you. And I was like, it is me. Do you know what I mean? And that's when, it, like, the fear was just in me. I was like, that's it. Like, he's showing people. And I didn't do anything that evening because I was drunk and I just didn't really know what to do. And the next day I reached out to his brother, who is, like, a family man and I really do still have respect for and get along with. And I knew he sort of looked up to him. And I thought if he won't listen to me, which he isn't, maybe he'll listen to someone, one of the only people he has respect for. And at this point, he's only showing people. So from what I'm aware, nobody else has the footage. It's still sort of contained into a small group. And even Mm. though I feel sick that someone's watching that, it's like nobody knows. Mm. And yeah, basically when I spoke to his brother, he said he would speak to him. And he then explained it to him in the way that I explained it to him that, you know, you can go to prison. It's going to ruin your life. It's going to ruin our family's lives and affect everyone around you. But he still obviously didn't listen. But now, again, I'm sleeping at night thinking it's fine. He's spoken to his brother. He now actually understands. Yeah. And it's not going to happen again. Like, this is it. So so what happened from from then? So his brother reassured you that it was okay. Yeah. And then what happened from there? So then another couple of months passed. Yeah. And then I think I went to the Maldives with my mum. And then lockdown happened. So me and my mum went to the Maldives for a week. We ended up extending for three weeks because a lockdown, a second lockdown in England happened. And I lived on my own. So the first lockdown really did affect my mental health. And I was like, I just don't think I can do it again. So my mum flew home to the Maldives and I flew to Dubai. So I had to like pretty much just pick a country because my dad was in Dubai. It was either go to England or go to Dubai. So I flew there, but pretty much on my own. I knew a couple of people there, but I was living on my own and just like figuring it out. And then when I was there, I started hearing boys saying they'd seen it as well. So like it's building up and up inside of me, like the anger that this thing's just so out of my control. And also every time I reference it, I'm getting called a liar and like this isn't true, but I know it's true because so many people have said it now, Mm. which is just frustrating. And then I was at like a, I was at like a pool party or something like that in the daytime. I was with um, Ellie Brown from Love Island actually. Mm. Yeah. And um, I got a screenshot from someone in America of the video saying, have you seen this um, going around? And he didn't say it was me, but he said he'd seen it on his profile. And I think I think the person that sent it to me knew it was me, but didn't like reference it was me. Maybe they were just checking. And that was it then. I knew that it had been sent from someone in America and it was officially global. And I was just absolutely like shattered. And I knew it was completely out of my control this was a fan as well of a tv show that we'd been on Mm. so I ended up just like 
put in on my Insta story in the end, if anyone, and I didn't explain, obviously, the video at first, has seen a video of me and the man in question on any sort of online platform, please send some evidence to this email address, which was my mum's at the time, because my mum was my agent, because I fired my agent and hired my mum, oh. which is a terrible idea at that point in my life. Bad timing. Yeah, terrible timing. <laughs> and then we literally got like hundreds of emails oh, of evidence, but also that then I didn't realise it was on Pornhub and everything at this point. I had no idea, like no idea, but it had been circulating for months and that's how scary the web is. Like there can be things out there of you and you don't even know because the people that are watching these sort of things aren't people who would highlight it. But me then putting it on my Insta story, asking for evidence is then something that highlighted the situation to other people. So then people started searching for it in droves. I think George Harrison's sex tape became the most searched thing on Google that week. Grazia done like an article about it. And that's when it spread around like friends, ex-partners, colleagues, like everyone I ever knew had seen it. I had like 62 million impressions on my Instagram that week. I've only got a million, not only, but I've only got a million followers. So it was so highly spread and highly spoken about and it was just like my absolute worst nightmare it's just like your world's caving in and you can't escape it in the virtual world but I couldn't escape it in reality either because everyone knew who I was it was like insane at what point because he put the footage on his OnlyFans as well didn't he at what point did he do that so when we started getting the evidence in that's when we realised that it had been on the OnlyFans and I think it had been on there for about a month fucking hell yeah well what we first saw was a screenshot of him promoting it at 50% off and it says if anyone wants to come watch me fucking this bitch or something in my garden then yeah then sign up now and you get 50% off and it was a screenshot of him on top of me in the garden I'm so sorry for you and I just felt sick I bet you did yeah that's utterly horrific Oh, my God. And that's... Oh, I'm so sorry for you. That's just the worst. And that's when I realised he hadn't just sent it to one person who'd sent it to someone who'd sent it to someone. He'd actually sold it. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, to think that you were in a situation with someone that you love and trust and you felt safe with and the whole time they were just filming you to make money. And you said before that you every time you'd brought it up, you'd been called a liar. Was that by him? Um, but well, yeah, he'd said that like he didn't have a copy of it, and I was like completely lying. And when it actually surfaced, he got on his Instagram and he basically started saying he hadn't seen me in two years since Thailand. Then he was saying it was another girl in the video. Then he was mimicking me crying. He was going and like mimicking me laughing and saying that I'm doing all of this for attention. And you know, I tried to like silence this for so many months and like. I don't know. In a way, it was awful. And then in a way, it was like almost the the relief of people knowing because I'd had to go through knowing that one day it might come out for so long. And actually the hurdle of, you know, speaking to my dad, speaking to my mum and everyone sort of finally knowing what he'd done to me, at least it was out there. And finally, like all of my fears had just come out and it's not as bad as as you think it's going to be in your head you know, yeah. my family were very, very supportive. And I think the fear of, like, how they would feel had built up for a very long time. Yeah. And, of course, you only have it from one side in that you don't get to feel like a victim when you are you feel like you're fighting all these fires yeah. and that you've got all this fear. But when when it, when it does happen and, yeah. and people can see what's happened to you, yeah. 
and it's like the gaslighting stops and people, you know, like all the cards are down. You can just see the situation for what it is. And that's yeah. that you've been like targeted and hurt and ab- mm. abused by somebody. And you can then be supported rather than feeling yeah. like you have to protect yourself so much. And I think I think the hardest, like the hardest thing to swallow throughout was the lack of empathy. Really? Like knowing that like I'm on my own and I'm like literally spending nights having panic attacks, literally just crying it it was like grieving like you think you're okay and then suddenly you're just like in an actual state and you can't believe what's happened to you and meanwhile the person that's done that to you just has absolutely like not an ounce of remorse Mm. and like sometimes like you question yourself like should I be feeling this way like like but you know I should because what happened was awful Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you have like direct contact with him since when since you found out that it was it really like got out there? I know you said you spoke to his brother, but with him, did you have direct contact? So when I spoke to his brother, I blocked him at that point because okay. I knew that like speaking to him wasn't going to get anywhere. Yeah. And then when it all actually surfaced, he sent me a message saying, "Babe, I know you're angry, um, but like let's because he was in Dubai as well. But let's just meet up and talk about it. I understand that you're angry. Let's meet up and talk. I'm not a bad person." And it was like, you know, things go through your head because at this stage I'm like, is there a way of me getting proof? Could I meet up and talk to him to try and, like, prove that he'd done it? Mm. And I was just like, no, like, I'm done. I'm calling the police. Like, there's absolutely nothing you can say that will ever make this right. And I firmly believe that the police will be able to get to the bottom of it and prove it without me having to have any more contact with him. So I just completely ignored that and then began collating my evidence. Well so you done. called the police in the UK, not in Dubai? No, I was in Dubai, but I called the yeah, police in the UK, was. yeah. And I'd love to talk, because obviously you've been through it now and you've, thankfully, just before Christmas, you got the verdict that you deserve. But you've had to do this all so publicly. And I wanted to ask what the reaction, because we don't live in a fair world and, and it's de- it's rigged against women and it's like to be a victim of a... Of a case like this is so hard but to do it publicly must have just been I can't even imagine so I just wanted to ask how it's been dealing with this publicly you know from going to the police and then having to go through the court case and everything I mean at first like really hard when it first surfaced publicly it was just like I just had complete and utter anxiety everywhere I went because like people were just always talking about it looking over my mum was having to hear people talk about it not knowing it's her daughter and it was very hard but as time went on I really did embrace like the support that I got from my followers like they really gave me a lot and I had so many women reach out to me and men actually who had been through the same thing and they helped me and I could help them so in a way I know also that a lot of other victims that I speak to they find it hard on a daily basis because they're constantly like checking to see if it's still there and they find it really hard to sleep at night knowing that people might find out about their video Mm. you know but for me I mean, I think even the postman knew about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, seriously, like, yeah. so 
everyone knows about it. Every now and then I'd get a link or something saying it's resurfaced and I just think, whatever, because it is so public. Mm. It's done. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off. But I do get a lot of bad trolling. Like I have like some, uh, like men usually will say things like, if I put like a bikini picture or an underwear picture up, like, oh, oh, she's happy like doing that. She's happy putting things up in her underwear. She deserves what she had happened to her. What's the difference and mm. stuff like that. And it's mm. like, consent. I always, <laughs> consent. The difference. Consent. And I always enjoyed modelling. I always done those sorts of things on my Instagram and I shouldn't have to change who I am just because Absolutely someone decided not. to take that upon themselves. No, they're two entirely separate entities. Exactly. I'm glad to hear that the support, you had a lot of support yeah. from your followers. That's good. I mean, I'm I'm kind of not surprised about the trolls, but that's good to see yeah. that you're, you know, and your family as well were really supportive. And I imagine that it was, like you say, the anticipation was al- al- almost harder, I, I imagine. Yeah. Or like living every day thinking, oh shit, is this going to surface? Yeah. Is this going to surface? Was Is it going to yeah. surface? And how are, people gonna, how are the people I love going to react when it does? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad they obviously had so much empathy with it, but it's like, you didn't do anything wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, like, you were just, you're allowed to do whatever sexual act you want in yeah. the privacy of your own home or, or, you know, someone else, like, you know, not in public. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. I'm, I'm pleased there was a lot of support. Yeah. Did you know at the time that it was a form of abuse, what was happening to you? I don't think so. Like, I think... All of the times that we've been on TV shows together, looking back now, because I had to make a show reel the other day, so I had to look back on the challenge, which is what me and him would film together for. And I can see just how easily manipulated I was by him. Like, Mm. he would do so many things to disrespect me. But where I was in such a small environment with him, I would always just fall for what he said. Like, he could do something so bad to me, and the next day I would just, like just be so easily manipulated and looking back I can see it and I think that's also what led him to believe he could do this and I wouldn't have the courage to press charges mm. and completely cut him out of my life but looking back I can see it was very like narcissistic behavior yeah and to know like that night you said you sat down and like told him about revenge porn and what yeah. would happen to him if he released it like that's amazing that you knew yeah. that you know yeah because you know I actually don't think it was until your case that I really, really knew about yeah. revenge porn or what it was. I think Rob Kardashian was involved in a in a big case as well, wasn't yeah, he? he was. Revenge yeah. porn. Yeah, well, there was a couple of Love Island. Uh, I, I had friends on Love Island uh, when we came out of the villa. Uh, okay. I think one of them had a sex tape. Right. I won't obviously say who, but mm. it was like of them having a threesome and right. it, um, she called the police because okay. it was reven- revenge porn and also obviously Zara McDermott. Is um, where I first, I think they're the two cases where I heard about it, but it was always just as like a biggest fear sort of thing. I mean, societally, the conversation around revenge, it's it's so frustrating because it's so rigged, right? I mean, very, and it's not to say that men aren't victims of it, but Mm. I'd say overwhelmingly, it's women that have to worry about their nudes, have to worry about their sex, because it's a woman's reputation. Yeah. It's so fragile. Yeah. And that's that's why revenge porn can be so dangerous because men can come back from stuff like this because it's just one of the, I mean, women, yeah. and you are living proof that women can and do yeah. as well. But I think, you know, the fear for a man with revenge porn is just like, oh, well, like, well, he's one of the lads. But if yeah. a girl does it or a woman does it, you know, the his part is victim to it. It's the reputation. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask about how your internal feelings have been about that, like... 
around revenge porn in general when you've spoken to other victims of it and how you felt in yourself because we do live in a society that does slut shame and victim blame and treat women so badly when stuff like this happens to them I just think you feel really violated and you just feel you do feel really ashamed for a long time like and a lot of people also judged me like for the fact that I'd had sex in the garden but it's like I'm not being funny it is still a private place like there was no one there to see me like I have been called a slut I've been called all sorts of things because of it and you know at first as well straight after I found it really hard dating because I felt like men just like looked at me differently if they found out they'd either be ashamed of the fact that that video was out there of Mm. me or they would just look at me as someone that's sort of easy and yeah I did it affected my self-worth for a very long time but I'm definitely in a space now where I've far built up my self-worth and and I'm well past that but I did feel really ashamed of myself for a while yeah I'm not surprised I mean like that's not fair you shouldn't you shouldn't shouldn't no yeah but it's it's natural it's it's a natural reaction yeah Yeah, because women are just conditioned to feel shame for everything and that's like yeah I think it's really interesting, like looking at societally, and this is a huge question for you, so I'm not going to ask you to answer it on behalf of victims everywhere. But I think, you know, particularly like looking now at like the rise of Andrew Tate and this like incel culture, it's like these men that, and I don't know if he would categorize, I don't think he'd be an incel because he's clearly not celibate, but... Uh, I just, I don't, I, can't, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's, it is, it's these men who hate women. Like that's kind of what this rise is. Of yeah. this, this like, this culture, this arrogance of just like no repercussions for, for, for what they're doing. No thought for the fact that it's your, your life that he's just playing yeah. with. Like, but we are, we kind of are seeing a culture of this, like with the rise of Andrew Tate and with stuff like that. And with, just I don't know the way that this culture has been created but I wonder like with your newfound perspective what your thoughts are on that like on this this breed of man that just seems to revel in I don't even know exploiting just, or deliberately hurting or hating women I don't and having zero respect for just women zero yeah. respect I just think not everyone should deserve a platform to influence others in that way and like one thing that people always praise me for is the fact that it's definitely not changed the way that I look at men. Like, I think on both sides of sex, women and men, there are good and bad in everyone. Yeah, I mean, some sort of an algorithm needs to be put in place where people like that don't actually. Because yeah. that's what you were saying about the infamy. The fact that he was he was able to maintain, you know, you lost so much earning and I'm, I guess, like, so much career potential in that yeah. time, which is a horrible thing, like, at in your mid-twenties this is when in your line of work our line of work like this yeah. is when we need to be like hustling yeah. and he took that away from you but he can still monopolize on yeah. this awful thing and yeah. become yeah. more famous for it yeah well i mean a bigger platform halfway through the court case he actually took the pictures that someone had got of him outside the court and he put it on his twitter and yeah. he put if anyone wants to see while i'm trending right now then sign up to my new sex page hashtag big corey <sighs> I know. And when I spoke to like people like Chi and B and stuff, they're like, what is big Corey? And I'm like, it means big penis. Like, and like sometimes you, you can almost slightly laugh, but it's disgusting. He's disgusting. using that moment. The reason you're yeah. trending is because you're a sex offender, right? Yeah. And you're using that to now make money on your new porn page. Like, should these social media platforms be allowing him to do that to monetize off of this? Yeah. And it's all about more people looking at him, more people knowing who he is so they can sign up to his porn page 
stage and he can make money. The only thing that matters is money. He's leaning on the old adage of all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, but it's most definitely not. But no. I, I know, and I think we're in an age now where that's bec- it's becoming clearer that that's not yeah. the case. And I do think, well, obviously he will suffer for this. Yeah. But it's so true. As a sex offender, like, that's literally what he's... Yeah. Like, when he's saying, like, if anyone wants to see what I'm famous for, it's like, you're famous for being a sex offender. Like, what kind of a world is this where you can put that up and everyone is like, okay, I'll click that link. Yeah. If you don't regret it now, at some point in your life, you will regret this. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, massively. Surely. One day. This is not a good mark on your record. Well, Yeah. That, that will take a massive reality check. Mm. So, Yeah, on karma or whatever, swinging around, it will get him because yeah. he does still have sentencing ahead of him. You yeah. do still have your civil case against him. Yeah. So this isn't over no. by any stretch. So, like, fingers... Yeah. Yeah. Not even think. I mean, karma's going to get him. We just have to... Yeah, 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 it will, it will. Yeah, they said for a long time, um, 2023 is like the year of like karma. They say like 2021 when we had lockdown and everything was a year of like everyone resetting themselves and 2022 was like a build up to a massive year of karma and retribution in 2023. That's what the astrologers say. And I do do feel like things are going that way. Like a lot of people that have done bad things have been outed in the press and stuff like that and they're all starting to get their karma. Yeah, justice is coming. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that also means you get your karma for all of the good things you've been uh, sewing in the last couple of years. Yeah, okay, so anything good. good you've done for someone. Jury's still out on that. We'll just keep you yeah. posted on how we do. But. The only thing that's flashing through my head is like, what bad things have I no. done? <laughs> um, I imagine um, that throughout this process, you have spoken to a lot of other victims. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And do you... Have those conversations been positive? Like, have you been able to, you know, not not that it's your job, but um, sort of encourage any victims to come forward and to like press charges and to share their story? You know, victims who are worried about about the reaction that they're going to receive. Yeah, I have, and I've done my best to sort of let them know the process if they are looking yeah. into sort of like getting justice themselves. But also, I think the main problem with a lot of victims is evidence like Mm. I had such a big platform that when I put that post up although it did alert some people it got me so much evidence and also it was just it was online everywhere so that it was just so easy to prove whereas I think for a lot of people that you know it's preconceived and whoever done it to them maybe covered it over a bit better so it just completely depends what they can get but I think it is quite hard to prove in in cases yeah, of course, because you have it. I mean, so public he's uploaded it to OnlyFans, yeah. I guess, and I don't know the I don't know how it works for other people, but I guess it, it's happening probably. And I think it's happening a lot in schools, which is like terrifying. Where it's like kids are uploading things to own not OnlyFans, sorry, to Pornhub or whatever. But I think it's quite hard to find out who's uploaded, who's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's uploaded what? Quick uh, question: Was OnlyFans supportive? Yeah, they the were. Case? They were. To yeah. be fair. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I don't know how easy my conviction would have been. Oh, really? They, okay. Yeah, they provided a lot of the evidence. Excellent. Which was yeah. amazing because I think it, it's sort of done in OnlyFans where it's sent and then it can sort of disappear, a bit like Snapchat. Right. So it was a concern that maybe that evidence wouldn't be provided, but they did. They, they provided evidence, IP addresses, and they also banned him from their platform. Excellent. So I can't really argue with the way yeah. that they handled the situation. As they should, because that's not what OnlyFans is about, you know. No, so, exactly. But yeah. I do think, like, 
as the rise of subscription platforms is coming, there needs to be like a lot of compliance and a lot of safeguarding put into mm. the way that they run. But yeah, mm. I mean, his was a verified account, so they were very clear cut with it, and they did they did really help me. Yeah, yeah. God, that's mad. When you speak to people in your DMs or when you're speaking to the people, do you get a sense generally of what a victim of a case like this looks like? And I mean age or I don't know. I, I'm trying to work. I'm I'm I I'm becoming increasingly concerned with the stuff that we read about that it's happening more and more to young people. Yeah, is that? Do you get that as a general sense? There's so look. There's so many different people, but the majority are teenage girls for me. But then also they're probably more likely to reach out to me. Yeah, and it's funny because so many people reach out to me because it's something you want to keep secret. It's an embarrassing thing. So you go to a public figure who's experienced it, and that's mm. where I end up with like so many but you'd be surprised I've spoken to a lot of men who have been in situations where they've gone home with a girl or two girls in actually quite a lot of cases and they've ended up doing a video with with these women just thinking they're having fun or whatever but actually these women have a subscription platform and they are using that footage to make money so we're now living in an age where there's a completely different incentive Mm. so it's not just you know I want to video this person so I can send it to their family and ruin their life it's I want to video this person so I can make some money on my OnlyFans or not necessarily OnlyFans but any subscription platform and I think that's where you need to be careful but with kids as well like when I was younger I didn't have like a video on my phone I I had like a a Sony Ericsson or whatever Mm. and none of this was there but there are so many many opportunities to fall into this sort of trap of sending videos and pictures of yourself and I know when I was younger I was a lot more trusting and like you know if a boy really liked me maybe I would have sent something like that and also I know that the effect on my my character and my life would have been 10 times more because when you're a kid you just cannot process things like this like you feel like your whole world is coming down and I think it does lead to suicide in a lot of young people and it's something that really does need to get tackled I've got younger brothers and sisters and I just like it's my fear that they have to go through this and especially like when you have to walk into school kids are just so judgmental like when it happened to me a lot of the people that I would speak to were very supportive they wanted to know I was okay but when you're in school people just don't give a shit do they yeah. like yeah. I remember it. it's like the wild west and they all yeah. shout things at you and they judge you a lot more yeah. because they're not grown themselves and yeah I want to do things to try and help educate the younger generation maybe go around schools and sort of help educate the men but also educate the women that at that age yeah. you know you, you just can't trust people I don't you can't trust people with that sort of thing not when you're a teenager no and the laws just do not exist yet to protect you no because i think you can get done and this is something that like boys at school this is part of the education need to be aware of if you share a video of a girl and if you're if you're 16 and your 15 year old girlfriend sends you a video of herself and then you show it to someone you can be arrested for i believe i'm going to fact check myself but i believe you can be arrested for sharing child pornography yeah and like that is something that will ruin and um, boys lives as well and obviously you know like that they are not innocent in that but with the while there's no education here it's like we they can they've just got the potential to ruin everything could just explode like everybody's lives I agree. And and young men definitely need to be made aware of the consequences and the Mm. severity of the situation. And I think that's one good thing that can come from what happened to me is it's definitely helped highlight, in the UK anyway, 
what the situation can do to people, the effects it can have, and also, thankfully, for the British public, that you will be judged and you will be sort of held accountable as someone who does break the law in this way. You know, mm. I think young any young man will, man will be looking at this situation and think, I don't want people to look at me the way that they look at Stephen Bear. No. I, I wanted to ask what are your plans now um, and what do you hope to do from here on out? And you touched on that you'd like to go to schools and you'd like to help educate and you're working with Refuge as well. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about that and, and what your your plans are now? So I would definitely like to educate the younger generation by mm. going to schools. I want to get involved in any campaign Women's Refuge have going forward because I just think they're amazing and I think a lot of what they're wanting to focus on is the online safety bill yeah. and basically how we can sort of entice the government into really putting some strong laws into the virtual world because kids' life is now 50% the physical reality and 50% the virtual reality and they need to be protected the same way they are in real life and the same things that are wrong in real life need to be wrong and enforced as as wrong in virtual reality. (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned before about how, like, young how this can lead to like cases like this can lead to suicides in young people and I guess that's the context to your situation is you came to this you were still really young but you had been on Love Island you'd been on TV for years you must have grown accustomed and and rightly or wrongly because I just I hate that people in the public I have to grow a thick skin but you probably were the most well equipped to deal with this in that you kind of understood the online and the and and the celebrity world and element of it yeah like you say for somebody who's at school or you know just not equipped at all and who is like you know you you were in a really unique position and and had as many tools as you could have but no one's got the tools to deal with this like it just just must be and you don't when we think about domestic violence and domestic abuse we think about it in the context of like parents and mums and you yeah. know, like older women in relationships, you don't think about it in the context of a crime affecting so many young people. No. And school-age girls as well. Yeah, and, and like when you're young, you, you don't love yourself as much. I don't think anyone does growing up. You don't yeah. know yourself as much. And when people want to call you something or, or put you in sort of a box, you believe what they say at that age. Like, I've, I've definitely got to the age where I realised that, you know, I know I'm a good person and I, I love myself unequivocally and, and everyone should and when I look at something that a troll says I'm aware that they don't love themselves and that they probably do have some demons and maybe things have happened to them in their life to make them treat other people and speak to other people in the way they do and I honestly feel sorry for them and I'm lucky that I have that sort of resilient outlook on situations and for young people hopefully they can look at me and the way that I have taken it on and risen above it and try and do that for themselves because, you know, tough times do pass. You're amazing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> With that, you have been and you are such an inspiration to so many people who've gone through anything like this. And to see you not only stand up for yourself, but you won. Like, yeah. that is just so huge. And it was such a massive verdict. And, like... I keep crying, but I just feel like because <laughs> I've started crying. I'm sorry. It's like the third time I've gone, but I'm just like it's it might be the pregnancy whole pregnancy is peak. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. I'm on a roller coaster. Uh, it is emotional, um, but it is emotional. Like yeah. it, it signifies a real shift. I feel like you know you mentioned the online safety bill and like what's coming, and you know like having people like yourself stand up and take a stand on this is huge and to win is huge so I guess just before we end if there's anything if there's anybody listening that has 
experienced anything like what you've been through at any stage and I'm imagining that there will be people who feel you touched on at the beginning that shame at the beginning of this situation where you know it's around you and you know what could happen I guess anybody who's feeling like that is there anything that you would say to them any victims of domestic abuse of it or sex crime of any any kind yeah I just think you cannot control the cards that God gives you, but you can figure out how to play them. And you have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of if you've ever found yourself in an abusive relationship or fallen victim to any sort of revenge porn. The only people that have something to be ashamed of is someone that specifically does something knowing that it's going to harm another human being. And that is not you when you are the victim of something like this. So just stay strong and know that it really is a grieving process. Just like if you lose someone in the family it's a grieving process and it will feel like the end of the world at first and sometimes you will feel like you can't go on but that time will pass so just breathe through it take your time to heal and know that yeah you're a strong beautiful person and you don't deserve anything bad that happens to you that's so lovely (laughs) thank Thank you (laughs) thank you so much for sharing all of that with us I know you know it's obviously been super traumatic for you and I'm sorry you know we're so sorry for what you've been through but thank you so much for sharing it um so bravely and so eloquently and no doubt helping so many people like em said that are you know have been through something similar so thank you so much thanks girls it's been wicked should i delete that is part of the acast creator network 